In our hearts, O God, you have written a covenant of grace sealed by the obedience of Jesus, your Son. Raise us up with Christ, the grain fallen to the earth that yields a harvest of everlasting life. Bring us to glorify your name by following faithfully where he has gone. We ask this through Christ, our deliverance and our hope, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, holy and mighty God, forever and ever. Amen. Through the prophet Jeremiah, the Lord promises to make a new covenant with his people. This covenant will be written on their hearts, and they will recognize God as their Lord, and God will forgive them their sins. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their fathers when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. A covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Through obedience and his suffering, Jesus became perfect and the source of salvation for all who follow him. What have you learned from what you've suffered? A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. 
But if it dies, it bears much fruit. The person who loves their life loses it. And the person who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever sees me must follow me, and where I am, there will my servants be also. Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled, and what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out, and I when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Currently, there's a very popular expression very popular expression that annoys me to no end. And that expression is, it is what it is. I'm not even sure what it means. In his recent book, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian, it's a book about comedic observations on life. The book is called, Is This Anything? He talks about not liking, hating the expression, it is what it is. He writes in in, in his observations, he said, I'd rather have someone come up to me and in my face than say, it is what it is. I've come to the point, and it could be because, well, my main companion through this year of the pandemic has been my Dalmatian, and well, just sometimes I guess I get a little bit nuts. Um, If the TV is on and some character on TV says, it is what it is, I feel compelled to yell, it ain't what it ain't. I do that in conversations with people. They say, it is what it is, and I respond, it ain't what it ain't. Today's gospel, it left me with a a number of questions in my mind and in my heart. What exactly is Jesus talking about? What is as it is? One of the first things in John's gospel, it says that these these Greek-speaking Jews came to Jerusalem for Passover. And almost immediately after that, John has Jesus saying, now the time has come, the hour has come for the Son of Man to die, to rise. I can't figure out what does the Jewish-speaking Greeks 
the Greeks became Jews, what does their coming to, uh, to Jerusalem have anything to do with the dying and rising of Jesus? In one of his books, uh, Father Demetrius Dumm, he, he's the late Father Demetrius Dumm, he was a Benedictine from St. Vincent Monastery in Latrobe. He says that when we see or we hear that these Greek-speaking Jews have come, what we're being told is that the, the gospel, the good news of Jesus as the anointed Christ of God, it goes beyond Israel. It goes beyond Jews. It, it, it's for all people in the world. So when Jesus says, after hearing that these Greek-speaking Jews have come to Jerusalem, what we're finding out is that the good news of Jesus is for everybody. It is what it is. The image that Yeshua uses in the gospel, the grain of wheat must fall to the earth and die. And if it dies, it produces much fruit. That's an image that we can use to speak about our own deaths if we have faith in Christ Jesus. And it can speak about the way we live our lives. If you and I die to selfishness, if you and I are willing to, to be servants for one another, in fact, we become nourishment for one another. Think about that. Think about the experiences you have had. Think about the times that you have watched others die to self and truly nourish and serve other people. Think about how good it feels when we do that ourselves, when we give up selfishness and allow ourselves to serve the needs of others. We realize that the death to selfishness is really a gate that opens to fuller life. It is what it is. In the verses of the passage from John, Jesus talks about glorifying God. And the voice of God declares that God has already glorified Jesus, Yeshua, and God will glorify Yeshua again. I'm not sure what glorify means in this context of the scriptures. Father Demetrius talks about when we glorify God, we come to understand how God really is, who God really is. We think about the transfiguration, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Jesus has already said to his disciples, I'm going to suffer and die. 
And then after that, he's, he's caught up in, in, in glory on the mountain with Moses and Elijah. We find out who Yeshua really is. He's the one who will suffer and die, and yet God will raise him to glory. To glorify is to recognize what's deepest within us. To glorify is to recognize what is deepest, what God truly is in the depth of God's being. It is what it is. Toward the end of today's gospel, Jesus tells us that when when he is lifted up on the cross, he will draw all people to himself. It's hard to imagine that looking at that broken man hanging on the cross, we would be drawn to him. What is there about that broken, dying man that would draw us to him? Father Demetrius Dome says that what draws us is that we recognize in that broken man hanging on the cross just how much you and I are loved. And when you and I recognize in that broken man hanging on the cross how much we are loved by God, we are drawn to that love. We are drawn to his life. How can we turn away from him? We are drawn to him as he's lifted up. It is what it is. In his paraphrase of today's gospel text, Eugene Peterson, uh, whose paraphrased Bible is called The Message, he says, if you hold on to your life as it is, you destroy that life. But if you let it go, reckless in your love, you'll have it forever, real and eternal. We're called to let go of our life. We're called to let it go and be reckless in our love for God and for one another. Yeshua lets go of his life. He is reckless in his loving and he saves us for eternal life. He's reckless in his love saves us for eternal and full life. It is what it is. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.